0: Explode your to-be-read pile with the New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com slash newreleases. That's bookriot.com slash newreleases. Happy browsing!
1: Welcome to SFF Yeah! A podcast dedicated to all things science fiction and fantasy. This is episode 146, and we are recording on January 6th. This is the first episode of the year. I'm Sharifa Williams, here with Jen Northington, and today... In honor of looking ahead, we are talking about our most anticipated of
0: 2023, which is very exciting to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's always so hard to narrow it down.
1: (laughs) It is. There were so many books. I sort of went into it a little bit worried that I wouldn't be able to find enough for a good mix of things. Mm. But I was like, wow, there are so many books. So many great books coming out between now and July, so we're really mostly covering the first half of the year. Yeah. And it just made me excited for
0: what's to come.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we talk about some of our titles uh, and some news at the start of the year, we're going to hear
0: from a sponsor. Explode your to-be-read pile with the New Release Index, your new best friend for finding the best new books. Curated by the book nerds here at Book Riot, it will help you keep track of the upcoming books we think should be on your radar. You can filter by genre, what's trending among other subscribers, and save books to your own watch list. And you can check out the demo at bookriot.com newreleases new releases. That's bookriot.com newreleases new releases. Happy browsing! All
1: right, and we're back. And I think I want to get started with this wonderful story that made me super happy about a new bookstore in Los Angeles, specifically in Pasadena, uh, a place I used to live. So there are multiple facets of this story from LAist, <laughs> reported on by Phoenix O and Mike Rowe. And it's about uh, Pasadena's newest bookstore, which is named after sci-fi author Octavia Butler, one of our faves. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a super cool story. So, Nikki High is the person behind this bookstore. And the goal she had in mind in creating this bookstore is to highlight BIPOC authors, so Black Indigenous and other authors of color. So, of course, because it's in Pasadena, because there's a tribute to authors of color, it makes absolute sense to have the bookstore named after Octavia Butler. It is a fantastic idea. Butler is from Pasadena. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I recently went to the Huntington Library, which is in L.A., near Pasadena, not in Pasadena, and I got to see uh, a feature on Octavia Butler because a lot of her papers are there. And I'm so jealous you got to map. go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was right after we had our retreat for Book Riot in oh. LA and I spent an extra couple of days and I was like, you know what? I want to fit in this one last little trip to the Huntington Library because it was one of my favorite places to visit growing up. And it was just like, a cherry on top of the icing to see this big tribute to Octavia Butler. And they printed out this whole map that was Octavia Butler's Pasadena. And it had like features of interest in Octavia Butler's life around Pasadena. So I am really excited to see her, you know, immortalized in this wonderful town um, with the a bookstore. What's better than right. than a bookstore named after you? Uh, so another really interesting thing about this is that it it was funded. Hi, actually got funding support through a GoFundMe, which it looks like it's still active. Yep, if anybody I donated wants
0: to. this morning,
1: look at you <laughs> already on it. <laughs> so I'm just I was just excited to share a wonderful heartwarming story about something near and dear to all of our hearts, bookstores and Octavia Butler. Um, And it, opens it's set to open at least in mid to late February how are you are you uh I assume you are excited about this I don't even have to
0: ask (laughs) (laughs) no I was just thinking like I'm getting a little ahead of things because the bookstore isn't even open yet but I'm like really hoping they do a cool store sweater or shirt because I will order and wear the bejesus out of that like I'm always excited to see a new indie bookstore pop up and I'm you know I just love the sort of as you said, like there's layers to the correctness of this project, right? Like Pasadena and yeah. the focus and all of that jazz. So, I, uh, I yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. Obviously, you know, I donated, and um, I can't believe I didn't think of going to the Huntington Library when I was in oh, California no. for the I can't believe that didn't occur to me. I would I like. Ugh, what a missed opportunity. All right, well, I just have to take I'm another sorry, trip to L.A. It's all friend. your fault, Cherie. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, this is great, and I'm super excited to see how the store does. They are still accepting donations, so it's a cool thing to support. I just basically want to be on the email list so that when they do introduce swag, I get to buy it. <laughs> That's a really good call. I'm
1: also... Going to be on the lookout for that because woodware 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, there's so many, so many fun. We there was like it's kind of a light news week in terms yeah. of sci fi fantasy, anyway. There's a lot of other things going on in the world, obviously. <laughs> so, many. um, but I know I'll go ahead and uh. Let's talk about this Renfield movie trailer because I, myself, I saw this Link making the rounds and I was like, oh, you know, I don't super care about that. Um, (laughs) You know, I was like, oh, yeah, like Nicolas Cage playing Dracula. Like, sure. But then I watched I actually watched the trailer before we started recording and now I'm like, 100% 100% in. So the link in the show notes is to Twitter for the trailer. And the movie is called Renfield. And Nicholas Holt is playing Renfield. And Nicholas Cage is playing Dracula. And I did not expect to be as compelled as I am <laughs> by this premise. But oh my gosh, it looks like so much fun. Yes. Um, it looks like you know it was like quippy, and like Renfield is like going to a support group about toxic bosses, which is just <laughs> like perfect. And and then Aquafina, nobody told me Aquafina was gonna be yeah! in it, so now I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Double! I love that she now has this career like popping up in Marvel movies like she's in all the Marvel movies I love it that's like true. the Aquafina is now a thing like that's pretty cool.
1: I think that's awesome as well I was really surprised to see her pop up in the trailer I literally learned about this today oh. <laughs> uh, so I just watched it a little while before we uh started recording and I was like wait a second that's Nora from Queens yeah. like this is so cool and yeah I I loved her in Shang-Chi and the mm-hmm. Legend of the Ten Rings and I think that she brings a lot of really great humor to everything so I was just like I also felt like this is gonna be a fun time like I'm definitely going to break out the popcorn um, and watch this one and just enjoy myself and all of the hilarity. And I think I'm like just loving the vampire comedic stuff because I love what we do in the shadows. And I think like the vampire Mm. lore is just so ripe for making fun of. Like I love it in all forms, but lately I'm loving the humorous take on vampires. It's just Getting me in the right mm-hmm. spot.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Cool. And it's
1: out in theaters April 14th. So not too long the way the years fly by these days. So, <laughs> yeah. Truth. Well, let's talk about this most anticipated list, which you found from the Mary Sue. And it's quite an ex- extensive list. And I was curious going into it. Um, this is reported on again in the Mary Sue by Alyssa Shotwell. Um, I was curious about how much crossover there would be with our most anticipated titles and the SFF titles on this list, which encompasses more than science fiction and fantasy, by the way. Um, But there actually wasn't, as far as I could tell on a quick glance, there wasn't a lot of crossover. Um, But it just exemplified for me how many books are coming out. This year that are SFF and there was a lot of YA, which I realized that I hadn't, I don't think I have any YA picks um, this time around, but it's a great Mm. list if you want to look at some of the YA science fiction and fantasy books coming out. Were there any like big highlights for you from this big list?
0: Well, I didn't realize that RF Kuang has yet another, another book coming out. So right. (laughs) Just writing up a storm over there. Although this one doesn't actually look like it's speculative necessarily. Yeah. Uh it's about writing more and um and publishing and also I mean it's called Yellow Face, so you can guess what it's about. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah, that was super interesting. I love to see authors you know, do cross-genre stuff, both in and out of sci-fi fantasy. So that's exciting to me in particular. Um, And there were a few titles on here that I did not have on my radar. One of them that I do actually have on my radar, uh, Spice Road by Maya Ibrahim, which is Mm. a like, deserty, you know, Arab world-inspired epic fantasy YA that I'm excited about. So I'm going to be talking about that one. I'm guesting on all the books this month, so you can hear me talk about that one over there. But, awesome. yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting <laughs> list. It's an interesting list. I think there was just, like, the one overlap, right? The, uh... Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chain Gang All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one
1: overlap that I saw, um... And I think that one's just going to show up on a lot of lists because it's, it's one of those um, big name author books and it's a debut mm-hmm. of sorts. I'll talk about it later, but I was also excited to see another Bruja book show up on the list I hadn't seen the making of or the making of Yolanda La Bruja wasn't on my radar it's by
0: Mm. Lorraine
1: Avila and it sounds really great I will always love a witchy story so that was a a cool (laughs) find for me
0: (laughs) but yeah it's
1: just all around it's it's just another great resource for finding more books to explode your GBR this year yeah. i am already like reeling from all of the reading i <laughs> have planned for myself <laughs> <laughs> but it's really great to see
0: yeah yeah it's good it's, i mean we're gonna see more and more of these we've got one coming out for book ride in like a week yeah uh, so there's gonna be they're gonna be all over the place Uh, All right. So our last news story is really, as Sharifa has it here in the agenda, just a public (laughs) service announcement. And I was so excited to see this because I am still not quite in a theater place for myself. So I have not been seeing things in theater. But as linked to in the tweet, uh, Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. Only on February 1st, like one day event on Disney+. Plus. So I still have Disney+, and I will be tuning in. It's on my calendar. I literally put it on my calendar (laughs) (laughs) so that I would not miss it.
1: I finally went to see it um, over the holiday break in the tradition of going to the movies after Christmas. Mm. So we went to see it, and I... It got me in the feels. This is going to, and I knew it, like having watched the trailers and hearing from other people, but to actually see it, like from the second Mm -hmm. it opens up, it just gets you. And so I'm excited to rewatch it. I'm excited for you to see it. And I just recommend having the Kleenex around
0: for it. Okay, that's say. a pro tip. I will, <laughs> I I will do that. I will make sure I have my Kleenex. Oh, so uh, good for so sure. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. All right, well, that concludes our news section. Uh, so we will take another sponsor break and then come back with our picks. Okay, most anticipated. Yay! I like I cheated. <laughs> like I always, I feel like I'm always cheating.
1: <laughs> That's okay. It's like the new tradition for this show. We've got to cheat somehow yeah, there in some you go. way.
0: Yeah. So I've got, I've got. We each have four picks, and then I have an extended list that I couldn't resist. I'm gonna drop them into the show notes. So you, if you want my extended, there's like. Uh, what six seven more titles that I was like also these (laughs) I'm excited about these too Um, so those will be in the show notes for your perusal Uh, but yes I will I will restrict myself to actually talking about just the four that I picked so it's only like half a cheat it's only half a cheat always with the extra credit always with the extra credit <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I hadn't thought about it as like also overachieving in addition to cheating. but you're right I
1: love it it's... I I'm happy to see all those titles you're doing the readers a service
0: I mean, I am who I am at this point in my life, it's just not (laughs) going to change, so here we are, (laughs) okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right. So my first pick is a gothic fantasy, uh, mm. which is from an author who y'all have heard us talk about before, who I know and enjoy. It is Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshini Chokshi, which is an amazing title. Side note. Great, yes. great title. Last Tale of the Flower Bride. Like, stop it. Um, this one comes <laughs> out in February. It's out February 14th from William Morrow at HarperCollins. And I mean, I just like, I I love reading Chokshi's books, and you had me at like gothic. Story about a marriage with secrets and tragedy and fairy tales. Like yes, yeah. I will. I will read this. Uh, so there is the couple, the married couple in question. Um, is the actually I don't see the husband's name, but the wife's name is Indigo Indigo Maxwell Castaneda, um, and she's an heiress, and he is a mythology scholar, and <clears throat> the. the Indigo, upon getting married, has one condition that her soon-to-be husband will never pry into her past. Which, as we know, is like recipe for eventually that is going to happen, right? So this comes around because Indigo's estranged aunt is dying. Um, the couple return to her childhood home and the house starts to reveal some secrets. Like I I don't know what's not to love about this. We got <laughs> a haunted house. We have like, you know, like a like a bluebeard sort of, you know, gender-bent bluebeard maybe situation. I don't even know. I am just excited. For it. <laughs> that sounds so
1: good. I came across that as well, and I'm going to be looking out for the ALC so that I can listen to that because I love a gothic story too. I've been reading a mm-hmm. few of those lately. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it me. Uh, okay, yeah. well. <laughs> I, my first pick, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the one that we sort of uh, uh, briefly mentioned with the most anticipated list for Mary Sue, Chain Gang All-Stars, by none other than Nana Kwame Brenya, who I love for writing Friday Black, which was an excellent mm. collection of short stories. And this is... Ajay Brenya's debut novel. So I'm so excited to actually be able to like get into one of these worlds he's created and really just sit in it and read this amazing book. It feels very on brand having read Friday Black. It has, it's a dystopian. Um, and amazingly, wonderfully, it is about two gladiators, two women loretta thorwar and hamara hurricane stacks stacker and Mm. changing all-stars yeah those are some names uh hurricane (laughs) is a that's that's just you know it's great uh and changing all-stars is actually referring to this um sort of entertainment group and it's under CAPE, which is the Criminal Action Penal Entertainment Group. So it's this profit-raising program in the private uh, prison industry. So you can already kind of get a sense of what this story is going to be about. So there are these gladiators and prisoners who are competing for freedom. So really intense already. There's – it's going to be, I'm sure, a really – dark story but it's going to explore the prison system of course and systemic racism and also capitalism within the prison system which i mean if you've read any of the news stories that have come out um over the past few years and really listened to people talking about the prison system Mm. we know capitalism is a thing that exists there and there is profit profiteering that happens within the prison system. So in this story, Thurwar and Stax are teammates, and they're also lovers. They are fan favorites um, within Cape. And Thurwar is looking forward to being free in a few matches. But it's a burdensome thing, you know, she's in love with um, her teammate. And she is also thinking about what this system, what Cape is doing to her peers. So a lot is going to happen in this book, and I can't wait to get into it. And I know that Ajay Brunya is like an amazing storyteller, creates really compelling characters. And if he can do that in like such a compact format, I just know this is going to be an amazing read. So, again, that's Chain Gang All-Stars by Nana Kwame Brenya. And that's uh, coming out April 4th from PRH.
0: Yeah, that was on my long list as well. So I was glad to see that you had picked it to talk about so that I awesome. could put something else on my long list. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help. Uh s- Yes. Speaking of authors we love, I'm realizing now, actually, I'm looking at my picks, and they are all authors that I have read before and love, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. But again, see my show notes for the extended list of some also authors who I have not read yet. Okay. So back to my actual picks. So the next one, I when I saw this pop up in the digital catalog, I was like immediately in Sharifa's DMs, like, Sharifa, we're getting a new Victor LaValle book. Like, I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, yeah like laval is amazing one of the few horror authors who i will read because i trust him to make it worth my squeamish responses to his horror which are pretty intense but it's always worth it it's always worth it and so the new book which again this is like uh, just catnip it's a weird western I love a weird western it's called Lone Women it's got a great cover side note we have this like very confident looking black woman standing and like looking out across the plains and then this dark storm is encroaching behind the title and I just everything about it looks Awesome. And uh, so our our heroine's name is Adelaide Henry, and she has an enormous steamer trunk that she carries with her wherever she goes, but also cannot open it because when she opens it, people start to disappear. Uh, That doesn't sound good. It's, It's set in 1915 in California, uh, and she is heading to Montana to be a homesteader. And this is like an actual historical thing, right? Like the government offered incentives for people to homestead on the seized native lands. And uh, lots of women, lone women, took advantage of it. And so the horror is the trunk, obviously. Um, I just, yeah, I know that I'm going to be reading this like with my hands like half over my eyes. <laughs> the time. Um, but I love I love a weird Western. I especially love, you know, in the hands of an author who I know will grapple with the complicated history of western settlement and you know to get uh historical fiction that is also speculative about this time period is just a gift as far as I'm concerned so again that's Lone Women by Victor Lavelle that comes out on March 21st uh from One World Books
1: I'm vibrating with excitement for that one oh I cannot wait (laughs) it sounds so good Uh, Well, my next pick is the one author I have not read before because the rest of my list is also uh, full of authors I'm familiar with. It's The Haunting of Alejandra by V. Castro. And this is speculative horror. I am really leaning into the horror this year. Last year, I was like, why do I keep reading horror books? Like, I need to change it up. But once I saw this, I was like, I have to read this book. And I'm (laughs) I'm happy that I'm reading horror and it's bringing me some weird joy. Uh, So yeah, this is a a new-to-me author. um, And this is a book about La Llorona. And I remember the first time, I have like a very vivid memory of learning about La Llorona um, Mm. in a Chicano studies class in college. And I was just like – how have I never heard this story? This sounds like an amazing folk tale. So, this takes a really interesting look at the tale of La Yorona and it follows a woman. She is Alejandra is a mother, she's a wife, but she sort of like has lost a sense of her own identity. So she knows who she is in relation to her family and what's expected of her. She knows what she is to her adoptive mother, but she doesn't really see herself as herself. And there's something Alejandra is experiencing that is a little bit unsettling. She keeps seeing a woman, a ghostly vision, an apparition of this crying woman in a ragged white gown. And I think you can guess who that person, that specter might be. So Alejandro ends up going to a therapist. She's trying to figure out what's happening to her. And she also starts exploring her family's history. And that's when she learns some really uh, interesting, more unsettling information about the women, the lives of the women in her family, her biological mother and the heartbreak and tragedy that they have all experienced. So it's all connected to La Llorona and uh, there's uncertainty about what's going to happen to her and what La Llorona is showing up and trying to make her do. So I'm just like, I'm already a little bit, creeped out. And that's always a great feeling for me before getting into one of these horror books, because I'm like, I I just know it's going to give me what I want. Um, It's also set in Pennsylvania and Texas. um, And the author Castro is from Texas. She's a Mexican American author, born in San Antonio, Texas. So I'm sure we'll see some really vivid imagery of that setting. And she's also written some great titles I haven't read, which um, like mestiza blood hairspray and switchblades is the title of one of her works it's just, just fantastic <laughs> but yeah i can't wait to read read uh the haunting of alejandra again that's by v castro out april 18th from prh
0: nice very nice well, continuing with authors who we know and enjoy, I my science fiction pick is from Yaroslav Kalfar, who yes. wrote a book that Sharif and I have talked about numerous times <laughs> each. Um, big fans of Spaceman of Bohemia. Such a weird, weird book.
1: So weird. And,
0: <laughs> so weird. And I, when again, when I came across this in the catalog, I was like... <gasps> We're getting a new CalFAR. Like, so exciting. <laughs> and so this is a near future story about immortality and digitalness and authoritarian regimes all of which is like yeah sure that's stuff that we're dealing with right now Uh, so (laughs) the main character Adela is Czech she lives in a small village in the Czech Republic and she discovers that she has a terminal illness so she goes to America to read unite with a daughter who she gave up at birth whose name is Teresa um, and the daughter is a researcher for this biotech company that is working on immortality um so and Teresa is like very excited to you know finally meet her mother but the America that they live in is you know very closed off from the rest of the world uh, it is ruled by an authoritarian government and you know things are very, bad and weird there. And so this is a family story about, yeah, like, what does it mean to work on something like immortality? What is the goal of that? What do we do? It, how do we make our lives in the context of authoritarian governments? Like, all of these big, big, meaty, juicy questions that I am not surprised to see Kelfar tackling, given how, you know, deep, spaceman of bohemia went Uh, so yeah i'm pretty excited about this i think it's gonna be a tough read in a lot of ways because you know again like not not that hard to imagine (laughs) um but i'm also excited to see what kalfar does with this so yeah that's a brief history of living forever it comes out on march 28th from little brown
1: and how often do you get a chance to read Science fiction and fantasy from a Czech author. I
0: feel like yeah, I never no. got that chance. <laughs> right. I it's it's so interesting. You know when we think about what the voices that we get and don't get are. And like Eastern European voices, also not super common. So yeah, yeah, very excited for, I mean, that was one of the things that was so great about Spaceman of Bohemia, right? It's like, oh yeah, have I ever thought about the Czech space program? Like definitely not. Yeah. So it's cool to have this voice um, that is bringing us these stories. I love it.
1: Well, I've got another, yet again, a favorite. Um, And this is my science fiction pick. And it's actually a genre mashup, wonderfully, delightfully. It's The Mimicking of Known Successes by Malka Older, who, of course, is the author of The Sentinel Cycle, uh, which starts with infomocracy, if that doesn't ring a bell. Um, And this is a gas lamp murder mystery set on Jupiter. How... Yes. Amazing. How amazing. <laughs> and I also would not have honestly pegged Malka all Older as somebody who would write a cozy mystery. That I just wouldn't mm. have guessed that. But I love being surprised by this book. And I very much was as I read the synopsis and got to know what I was about to get into. So this story has exes who are forced to work together. And the whole thing just sounds like a really good time it has sapphic romance again it's set on jupiter so we're in a completely new and unique setting Um, and this is actually taking place on a outpost of a human colony on jupiter and in the story a man goes missing and there is an enigmatic investigator i love an enigmatic investigator her name is (laughs) (laughs) masa And Masa follows, she she tracks down this missing person to a university. She goes to this city where there's a university. And that's where Masa's former girlfriend is a scholar of Earth's pre-collapse ecosystem. So we already sort of have an idea of what's going on in terms of like what's happened to Earth. Not good things, it sounds like. And Platy mm. is Masa's former girlfriend. She's dedicating her research and her career to um, a larger effort toward making it possible maybe to return to Earth. So Masa and Platy are kind of forced together to figure out what happened in this murder mystery. They have to... Uh, solve the case and it's also tied to the future of life on earth and also their futures together which is wonderful so this is i i assume that older is going to also be tapping into her expertise she's a, a faculty associate for the future of innovation in society which is an amazing uh title to have so mm. I, I assume there's going to be some of that and just her wonderful storytelling as always. And I'm really excited to get into a cozy mystery and, um, and one that's written by a fantastic author. And I'm always happy to find new books from old favorites in the catalogs. So again, that was The Mimicking of Known Successes by Malka Older out March 7th from tour.com.
0: Yeah, I'm jazzed about that one, too. I saw it and I was like, can't yeah. wait to read it. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, my Speaking of authors who were surprised to see doing a thing, my next pick is a fantasy, epic fantasy pick. It is called Untethered Sky. It's by Fonda Lee, who wrote the uh, Greenbone Saga, which I know we've talked about on yes. the show. A really amazing sort of alternate contemporary fantasy supernatural paranormal business. This is like a straight up epic fantasy novella um coming from tor.com in April, April 11th. And like did I know I wanted A Fonda Lee epic fantasy about a young woman who's like bonded to a giant bird of prey hunting manticores (laughs) and monsters like nope didn't know I wanted it but now I definitely do (laughs) really do want that sounds amazing. The main character, Esther, um, her mother and baby brother were killed by a manticore, and her father has sort of withdrawn in his grief. And so her life is organized around killing monsters for obvious reasons. Um, and so she joins the King's Royal Muse, where the uh the giant rocks, R-O-C-S, you know, giant birds, um, are bonded to handlers and they go out and they hunt. Magic course together, which like yes, all all of the above. I will <laughs> look forward to hearing more about these adventures. Like I can't wait to read this book. Um, Lee is so good at action sequences, yeah, and so I I look forward to those, but also so good at character. And like complicated characters, like that was one of the things I loved about the Greenbone saga is that it is not you know straight up good versus evil. there's moral complexity, there's gray, there's ambiguity. and uh, I love to see that in epic fantasy as well. I mean who knows what the vibe of this will be, but I look forward to it whatever it is. So again, that is Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee coming out on April 11th.
1: I can't wait for that either. I do love a novella. And coming from Vonda Lee, who writes some epic books, I love to see things condensed as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, my last pick is a fantasy, and it's Witch King by Martha Wells. Another surprise for me. Yes. I, I don't know if, <laughs> if people who read a lot of Martha Wells before Murder Murderbot were as surprised by a fantasy book from her. But apparently she has written fantasy before, but this is her first new fantasy in more than a decade, which is wild. She's been around a while. Um so I was so Mm. excited. I got this in the mail and didn't expect it at all. And I was like, oh Witch King. And then I was like Martha Wells, absolutely. Um, so in this story, the main character in the book is actually dead from the jump. Uh, so already an interesting premise right there. And in the story, something big has already happened and we're kind of putting the pieces together with the main character. Uh, so in the book, the character, the main character, Kai, has already been murdered. His consciousness is dormant. He's confined in... A water trap. I don't even know what a water trap is, but I assume <laughs> it is magical and strange. So Kai Enna is trapped and he finds that somebody is trying to tap into his magic and use it for their own advantage. And he just wakes up with a bunch of questions. He has no idea how he got there, he doesn't know how much time has passed since he was assassinated. Mm. And there's a coalition that is growing in influence. So he has to put all of these pieces together. He has to find his allies and he has to also pull his magic together so that he can solve the mystery of his own death and what's happened in the passage of time while he was dormant and um, asleep in this sort of state of death. So I am just like... Really enthused. I don't know what Witch King refers to. Is it a witchy story? I do not know. But <laughs> it has magic. And it has a really interesting premise that feels very unique and fresh to me. So I'm really looking forward to this one. So again. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Witch King by Martha Wells. It's out May 30th from tour.com. Super stoked.
0: Yeah. I read... One of Wells' very early... Well, I mean... It came out in the '90s. Uh, fantasy novels called *The Element of Fire*, which was hard to find, fr- quite frankly, oh. and I had not been able to find the sequel. Oh, I take it back. It was published. No, yeah, '93. They reissued it. It looks like in the early odds. Oh, okay. so I might have to try again. But, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So I, I had a little bit more grounding to know, like, oh right, Martha Wells writes fantasy as well as *Murder Robots*. Um, so <laughs> like *Disenchanted <laughs> Murder Robots*. But- (laughs) But it's interesting. I, you know, I, when I was looking at the premise too, I was like, oh, I'm getting like some like Sandman Rip Van Winkle sort of vibes, but with like a new twist on it, which I'm excited about. So yeah, that one's, that one was on my list as well. Very, uh, very interested in. It sounds like there's going to be some of the,
1: you know, dry wit and humor. There's like a a little excerpt um, in the description where I was like, yeah, this sounds like there's also going to be some funny moments and dialogue. So so many good books, so many great titles. And yes, do look at Jen's extended list in the show (laughs) notes, because this is not all there is to look forward to. There's so much more. Um, and I hope that everybody finds something fantastic to read to start the new year. But that's it for us today and our most anticipated reads. SFF yeah is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. Many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Uh, if you want to find more recommendations, do check us out at bookriot.com. You can also find our other podcasts at bookriot.com slash Listen. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at sffyat at bookriot.com. And if you have a minute, please do review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen, because it does help people find us and we appreciate it. Uh, And you can also find us online. In the meantime, where can they find
0: you, Jen? Mostly right now I'm on Tumblr where I, you can find me as Jen IRL. Perhaps someday I'll return to other social media <laughs> platforms. We'll see. Right now it's just Tumblr. How Tumblr's you? a great place to be.
1: I'm on Instagram. You can find me at S Zainab Williams. That's S C A I N A B Williams. Mostly in stories. And we will talk to you next time.